another week of the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to the show, recommending that other people listen to the show. It is all amazing, and it is all appreciative. So I want to thank everybody once again for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show. It is always uh, a pleasure knowing that you will be listening live or you will be listening once the show is over by podcasting it and just listening to it as many times as you want to listen to it. You don't need a download. You just click on Block Talk Radio, George Wilder Jr., and, and you um, pick one of my many, many, many shows and just decide to, uh, to listen. And it's great. It's great. If you don't listen, then that's fine. That's fine, too. Uh, there is a lot of uh, uh, podcasts around, and, they, and a lot of them are very, very good. Uh, and this one is, I think it's good also. I think the George Wilder Jr. show is good too. So thanks for tuning in. And listening. All, right. All right. It's another great day in the city of Chicago, but it is very nice. It's beautiful. Uh, the beautiful girls <laughs> walking around all over the place, uh, uh, wearing whatever, but anyway, uh, it is, it is beautiful in the city of Chicago. It's a, a little gray. It's, a, uh, it's like an umbrella of, of, or something hovering over the city and making it a little gray. But it's beautiful out there. It's great. And I'm hearing for the next week and next two weeks, it's going to be great. And as I keep saying that the weather people, the most accurate forecast in Chicago, they keep saying that it's going to rain. Maybe it is raining somewhere in the city of Chicago or somewhere in the state of Illinois, but it is not raining where I am. It's not raining on the north side. And uh, when these guys and girls predict that it's going to be raining in the city of Chicago, automatically you think it's going to rain in your neighborhood. But uh, there's nothing here yet. I can't say that it's not raining two or three blocks south or west of where I am, I can only say it's not raining right now where I am. And when I listen to the news and they say it's going to rain, I'm, spe- I'm, I'm expecting rain in, rain in my neck of the woods, if you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, it's a beautiful day, folks. It's a great day. And uh, in, in some cases, I'm glad when the weather reports are wrong. You know, but, but you know what? They should try to get this shit right at some point because people have to work out here. And a lot of people depend on the weather cast, the weather for, forecast, and to in order for them to do their job, because a lot of people work out here. I mean, if there's going to rain, if it's going to rain, then they are going to prepare for the rain. If it's not going to rain, they're going to prepare for not rain. So when you say it's going to rain and it doesn't rain and people are preparing for the rain, they, you know, they're a little bit disappointed because they had to bring all their rain gear and it didn't rain in their neck of the woods. And then you've got these weather forecasters in the city of Chicago telling you what the weather's going to be like in the suburbs or in another state or in another area, uh, you know, uh, when they are supposed to be Chicago weather people. I don't need to hear what's, what the weather's going to be like in Wisconsin. I want to hear what it's going to be like, what's the weather going to be in Chicago. I don't need to know what the weather's going to be in Willing, Illinois, or Bourbon A, or, or whatever, whatever, whatever suburb there is. I need to know what the weather's going to be in my neck of the woods. Those suburban uh, areas, they have their own weather people to tell them what's going to happen in their own neck of the woods. I don't need 
to know about what's going to happen in, you know, uh, another suburb, an Illinois suburb. I need to know what's going to happen in the city of Chicago as I go out to my job or whatever or to school. And uh, I need to know what the weather's going to be. But, you know, you got a lot of these weather people who are predicting, well, it rained over here in Kenosha, and then the rain spread on south to uh, Lakeview. I mean, but you're a Chicago weather person. I don't give a damn about the rain in Lakeview or Kenosha or Bourbon A or a lot of those other uh, suburbs in Illinois. You are a Chicago weather person. Let me know the weather that's in Chicago. Well, it's going to rain in Chicago. It's going to rain. It's going to be storming. I mean, it was it was like every time you turn on the television or you look at the uh, or your computer screen or you went to Chicago uh, NBC or something like that, the, there were big letters, storm warning, storm coming, storm is coming. Nothing came. You know, and suddenly the weatherman comes on television and we skipped it. We missed it. We were lucky. It didn't hit us. Instead of just saying they were wrong, they didn't know what the hell they were talking about. But you know what? When they're wrong, when I think when they're wrong, they always find a way to get out of it, especially when they're coming on the next day. Oh, we didn't get no rain like you said. The rain was going to come. That's because we missed it. That's because we got lucky. Got lucky, my ass. You were wrong. And this particular uh, station calls itself the most accurate weather forecast, the most accurate weather forecast in the city of Chicago, maybe the state of Illinois, maybe the United States. And these jackasses get, but they're the most accurate, right? All right. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, welcome to the George Wilder Journey Show. It is six ten, uh, straight up uh, Chicago time. My guest. Do, do we have a guest today? Wow, guest. Mary Prion. Prenon. Prenon. I guess that's where you pronounce her name. P R E N O N. Author. She's a writer. Let's see if that happens. <laughs> because it, it is such. It is still a beautiful day. I'm not bitching about. Uh, the day itself I'm just bitching about uh, uh, These guys and girls On television and on the internet Getting it all wrong And then trying to uh, Ease out of it when we catch them <laughs> But I, I heard a long time ago I don't know if this is true But I heard a long time ago That weather people They call themselves meteorologists now I guess they wanted to sound more professional Than weatherman Or weather woman. Uh, years ago, I heard that they that these people actually get paid not to really know what's going to happen. They get paid, you know. I mean, uh, to be wrong, if I can put it simply, this is what I heard. And in some instances, I believe that that they get paid to be wrong. But but their predictions, predictions, their wrong predictions, inaccurate predictions can lead to consequences when you are uh, working out here, when you're working outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard a long time ago that they, they, uh, they get paid to be wrong. But I do know this. They get paid too much. Even if it's minimum wage, that's too much for them. 
<laughs> That's too much for these meteorologists because they don't know Jack. I heard some of them don't know Jack. Uh, I heard on the nightly news a few years ago that the United States, uh, the United States have the most inaccurate weather forecast in the most inaccurate weather forecast than any other country. Than any other country. This was on the nightly news with Lester Holt. Okay. And he's, they were saying that, uh, just as I got through uh, saying, that um, uh, the weather forecast in the United States is the most inaccurate than any other country within uh, around the world. <laughs> that was a damn shame. And that is a shame. Uh, I'm starting, starting to believe that now, you know. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. That's enough about the weather, folks. You know, I, I always try to lead in on every show with talking about the weather, especially here, because I want it to be very, very uh, – I want you to have the same kind of weather that we're having in the city of Chicago. It's getting darker. I'm not saying – it looks as, as if it's going to do something out here. It looks like it's going to rain. But my beef is that it didn't rain or it did not storm – earlier up in the day like these guys and girls were predicting it, could, it later on it's probably going to rain his ass off but it didn't happen when they said it was going to happen that's my point okay so um author mary Prenon is on the show uh this is the george wilder jr show no hate lies they have no home here you know uh I want to say something about Donald Trump. I'm probably going to say a lot about Donald Trump. But anyway, a lot of the shows, a lot of the uh, uh, shows around America, around the United States, these shows, that, these TV shows and all these kind of the talk shows, they do not want Donald Trump on their show. You got uh, so many of these shows that have said out, that have said outright that they did not want Donald Trump on, on their show. Remember when you would see Barack Obama on the Tonight Show and Ellen's show and all these other shows? <laughs> they don't want Trump. I mean, they have said that they don't want Trump. I mean, you take the Jimmy Kendall show, the Jimmy Fallon Tonight shows, Stephen Colbert, a lot of these other Tonight shows, Seth Meyers, Seth, uh, whoever, uh, they don't want that. You know, I don't want Donald Trump on my show, and I'm less known. Than, I'm less known of all of these people. I think I am. I, I I'm not sure. You know, because the George Wilder Jr. show reaches everywhere. I mean, everywhere. You know, it's all over the world. But anyway, I wouldn't want Donald Trump on my show. I wouldn't want him coming on my show lying, because that's all he's gonna do. That's all he's done since his tenure as president. No, I would not want him coming on my show lying because he can't help himself. This is why he's refusing to sit down with Robert Mueller. This is why he re- his lawyers are refusing uh, to have Donald Trump sit down <laughs> with Robert Mueller, uh, Giuliani, uh, that, that guy, that guy, um, because they feel Donald Trump is going to lie. And now Donald Trump is saying that Robert Mueller may try to uh, uh, trick him up into some sort of perjury trap. 
in other words, Donald Trump is trying to uh, in other words, Donald Trump Trump is trying to say if he lies to Mueller, it's because Mueller uh, trapped him into lying, which is bullshit. The guy is always trying to come up with something to get out of to get out of doing something. Mueller should subpoena or indict his ass. The president wouldn't say if he agreed to an interview with the special counsel. Because if he if he's found to be lying, if he decides to sit down with Mueller, which is, I don't think he will, because he's such a jackass, I don't think he will. Because he he will lie to Mueller. He will lie. This is why it's taken him months, months and months and months and months uh, to sit down and t- and to give Mueller an interview. Because he Trump is afraid he's going to lie. The people around him in the White House are afraid he's going to lie. And if he does sit down, and that's a big if, if he does sit down with Robert Mueller for an interview and Mueller finds out that he's lying, Donald Trump in turn is going to try to try to say Mueller uh, trapped him into perjury, trapping him into perjuring himself. In other words, Mueller did something or said something, uh, and Trump had to lie about it. Donald Trump is something else. I don't know where he comes up with this shit, but I don't think he's smart enough to come up with this shit by himself. He has lawyers around him. He has aides around him. Everybody telling him what to say, how to say it, how to act, how he can get out of this shit. The shit he made for himself. And now he's coming up with something all the time. If I was Robert Mueller, I'd hang him. Because Donald Trump deserves it. He deserves jail. He deserves prison. He doesn't deserve impeachment. Impeachment would be too easy for this guy. He deserves to go straight to jail. Because every day he is obstructing justice. Every day he is uh, witness tampering by saying saying this stuff. He's witness tampering. He's obstructing justice. Uh, money laundering, I'm pretty sure that is because he can't borrow money. He can't borrow money in the United States. He can't get any credit on anything. He can't borrow two cents in the United States because he's had too many bankruptcies, bad credit, companies uh, folding under him. So he can't borrow money. So he, I think this ties in with Russia for, uh, somehow. He can't borrow money, so he needs uh, the cooperation of Russia in order for the money to keep flowing. Anyway, this uh, this is crazy. Now he's trying to... Robert Mueller isn't saying anything about Trump in the public. Only thing, every time you hear from Robert Mueller, somebody's going to jail. Somebody is going to jail or uh, they're investigating... Uh, some other crime within in, uh, within the Trump administration or the Russia investigation. He's not saying anything. He's not calling Donald Trump names like uh, Trump is calling Mueller names. He's not going there. Robert Mueller is a Republican. Trump trying to say that somehow there are Democrats in, uh, in his circle that are trying to bring him down. This is Republican on Republican. The Department of Justice is Republican. Uh, Robert Mueller is a Republican, and the people he is working with on this 
Russia investigation into into the 2016 election, they're all Republicans. Trump out here going nuts and crazy saying it's the Democrats. The Democrats aren't doing anything but waiting to waiting to take over the House and the Senate in November. And this guy is trying. I've said this the other day, and I'm going to say it again, and I've heard other people say it after I have said it. Trump is power crazy. He loves the power that the presidency brings him. He is, as, as I quote one uh, person, he is drunk on power. If he wasn't drunk on power, Donald Trump would have resigned by now. He still may resign. This shit is too thick. It's too heavy. But the Republicans are hoping he do not resign. Why? Because they need him. If Donald Trump resigns, it means that the Republican loses some of their power. One of the reasons I believe the Republicans do, do not – they do not want Donald Trump to resign is because they need him to sit this Brent Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court. Donald Trump walks out of there now, or he gets arrested, rested, or something happens where he can't. Well, I don't know. Uh, they need Donald Trump to set this to to turn that Supreme Court into a Republican Supreme Court and take away everything that uh, uh, that has been gained. And there's no doubt about it. Donald Trump is out to destroy the United States. He can't get what he wants. He don't like it. They're trying to bring him down. He's going to make sure that he brings down the United States as they are trying to bring him down. This man is just wow. And he's going after his critics. Is that something? He's going after his critics. People who say nasty and bad things about him. If Donald Trump wants people to say good things about him, if he wants people to like him, then start doing the things to make people like you, make people want to say nice things and great things about you. You don't obstruct justice right out, out here in the middle of everything and expect for people to say nice things about you, except for those idiots out here. And, and, and I do think that majority of the time when Donald Trump uh, is uh, going off at the mouth, he is directing all of that crap to his supporters, what few he has, because his support is dwindling every day. A lot of people can't believe what the hell they, they voted for. And Donald Trump doesn't give a shit about what you think. He doesn't, he doesn't even care if you voted for him. He's going to steal stuff on you. Donald Trump doesn't, doesn't give two cents about the blue wave because he knows that even if the blue wave comes, he's going to still be in an office. He's still going to be in that office. He's still going to be president because I don't think – I'm going to tell you something, folks. I really don't think the Democrats, once they get in power in November, I don't think they're going to do squat about Donald Trump. I think they're going to let him stay there, especially – if Nancy Pelosi is voted back in to being uh, the Speaker of the House, 
I had to think about that, folks. I'm getting old. What can I say? If if uh, Nancy Pelosi is – because she said many, many, many times that she will not impeach Donald Trump. And Donald Trump seemed to tell everybody, has told everybody out here, give Pelosi another chance. And Pelosi says she will not impeach Donald Trump. All right, Donald Trump is a Republican. Nancy Pelosi is a Democrat. And you wonder what has Donald Trump have got on Nancy Pelosi where she says she will not impeach him. When 75 to 85 percent of Americans want this man out of their White House. They want him out. But yet Nancy Pelosi says she's not going to impeach him. So what does Nancy Pelosi know that the rest of us don't know? Does Nancy Pelosi think she's smarter than the rest of us because we want him impeached? And there are so many reasons to why we want him impeached and he should be impeached. What is her reasoning? I mean, she's got him out there. What is her reasoning? What is, what, what is it that it is that Trump has on her? And that a lot of us think that because Trump has said some nice things about her and she said some nice things about him. We don't want to put Nancy Pelosi back in there because somehow I think she's tied to Trump. And I've talked about this on, a, uh, on other radio shows and on my radio show. I, I think that we need new blood. I think we need a new direction, a new path in Congress. Nancy Pelosi is not it. Nancy Pelosi is 79 years old. That's another reason why she should go. She's too old. And I'm not being sexist. I'm not being racist. And I'm not her enemy. I mean, at 79 years old, you should want to retire and spend time with your family, your children, your kids, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. Why would you want to want a job uh, that is so stressful? And uh, un- unless she's like Donald Trump, obsessed with power, obsessed with power. No, I don't think uh, Nancy Pelosi should become Speaker of the House anymore. I'm not saying that she should not be voted in as a representative, but I don't think she should be Speaker of the House anymore. No, I don't. I I just feel I'm one of those people who feel that we need a new direction. We need new ideas. We need fresh ideas. We don't need somebody who think that they're smarter than the rest of us by kissing Trump's ass. And I do think that's what she's doing by not wanting to impeach him. As I've said uh, several times on the show, I don't want him impeached. I want to see Donald Trump in jail. And I want to see him pay for the damage that he's done and is doing to America. This is what I want to see. There was a time I wanted to see him impeach, but he's done so much crooked shit. This man is corrupt. This, <laughs> I mean, I could go down the list and, and tell you. I probably will go down the list and say this. And for this guy to go after his critics because they're saying nasty things about him, things he doesn't like. You know, and he wants to go after them to strip them. And Sarah Sarah Huckabee Sanders, well, Trump is a fighter. 
a fighter. Trump is no fighter. Trump is a blibbering coward. It's the power that's got him crazy. He loves power. And he wants more of it. And he is abusing a lot of his power. He's totally abusing it. He's using more of it than he has. And he doesn't give a shit about the United States. I actually believe that the man doesn't like America. He hates America. What? He can't borrow money in America. I don't know if he's got any money in America. I think he's got all of his money overseas. And he's always talking about everything Donald Trump has is made overseas. Everything he has overseas. And every every day I'm hearing something, somebody is suing Donald Trump. Somebody is suing him for this, suing him for that. But yet the suits do not go anywhere because Donald Trump, his minions get get to these people, pay these people off, and there goes the suit. That's why I don't think you, you're going to ever find Donald Trump in a court of law because money talks. Remember all of these lawsuits we were hearing Donald Trump was in and judges were saying, well, Donald Trump is going to be have to uh, uh, the monument clause. I'm waiting to hear that. The other suit. Donald Trump doesn't like judges. <laughs> he doesn't like them because you know what? He thinks he's smarter than judges. He thinks he's smarter than lawyers. Wow. Somebody who thinks they're that smart has to be dumb. He thinks he's smarter than the people uh, in the uh, intelligence agencies. He thinks he's smarter than, than everybody. And there's nothing you can tell him. I mean, there is something wrong with him mentally. And I do think he, ha- he looks to me, every time I see him, he looks to me like he has health problems. But somehow, <laughs> he must be taking something to keep him uh, up, keep him getting around. You know, so, and I, and I always said this, I think Donald Trump wakes up every morning thinking about what he can do to say that it's fucked up. Remember, he wakes up every morning and he tweets up a storm. I mean, this guy can tweet over 20 tweets. Most of it is nothing but gibberish and garbage. The, the press goes through it to, to get the most, uh, uh, get the tweet that's probably saying a little something, but majority of, I don't even read his tweets. I just wait for the press to come out with uh, a tweet that they think is uh, uh, newsworthy. I don't read his tweets. I don't even want Donald Trump on my TV. I don't want him on my computer, but somehow you, you really can't help. You really can't help but have him uh, every now and then on your computer, or on your television, because he's the president of the United States. But there are so many people around. There are so many people around the United States that are saying the same thing. They don't want to see Donald Trump on their television. They paid for the television. They bought it. They put it together. They mounted it up on a wall, and they can watch what they want to watch on their own television. And it, and it's not Donald Trump. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. Um, 
We're talking about Donald Trump here, folks, because the whole world is talking about Donald Trump. And the midterms are coming up, so we want to try to keep everybody focused on voting blue. Uh, Actually, I think there's going to be a lot of Republicans voting blue also. And I'm not talking about just grassroots Republicans. I'm talking about uh, Republicans who are um, in Congress. They're going to be voting blue. And a lot of uh, Republicans in some of these red states are going to be voting blue. Those states will be turning blue. The red states will be turning blue. And the Republicans are going to be ruined and stained for years, years, and years to come. They will not get back into office ever. They're going to, I mean, once the Democrats win back the House of Representatives, win back the Senate in Congress, one, one House at a time, or maybe both Houses, but even if they just win uh, the House of Representatives, they're going to be in good shape. But however, if they win both the House of Representatives and the Senate, they're going to be in great shape. And this should stain the Republicans for the rest of their lives. They're, they're going to have a hard time trying to get back into office, trying to run again, trying to save face over all of this bullshit that they've started. Collusion, aiding and abetting, lying, wanting to destroy the country for Russia. Yeah, you got some Republicans out here who are just like Donald Trump, a Russian spy, a Russian pig. Rand Paul, you know, so it's going to be really, really hard for the Republicans to ever hold office, especially in Congress, because people are so fucking mad. People are so fucking fed up with this shit coming from the White House and the shit coming from Congress, not holding uh Donald Trump's feet to the fire or not impeaching him or getting him getting him out not protecting America because they're all in the same boat they're all Russian spies as far as I can I'm concerned okay and as far as millions of Americans are concerned Donald Trump is, is a Nazi you know uh it's just as simple as that. And we've got to do something. We've got to take our country back. Anyway, I think Donald Trump knows he cannot last. He knows he cannot last. So he's going to try to take as much of America down with him. And he probably can do it. He's going to take as much as, as much of America down with him because he hates America. There's no doubt about it. Donald Trump has no love for the United States. He has no love. He has no love for the talk shows or television shows. He has no love for the veterans. He has no love for California when California is burning and all those wildfires. He has no love for people in harm's way. He doesn't know how to you know, congratulate people or, or console people. He has no love for America. 
and we know it, and we know it, but things will change. We have to show when we when we go out to vote for November, we have to vote in big, big, big numbers because Russia just may try or are trying to hack the election. If we go out there in big, big, big numbers, it doesn't matter what Russia may do because the numbers will just be too extraordinary for Russia to try uh, uh, to turn this thing back onto the Republicans. If the Republicans win anything, if Republicans win in, in November, it will mean that they cheated because there's no way in hell they're going to win this thing without cheating. And we know that the Republicans love to cheat. And that's no doubt about it. It's the abuse of power. Trump loves power. And um, he really does. This man is sick on power. He loves it. He loves taking away those security clearances. He loves it. And the only reason why he did it is because to show the rest of us that he's going to come after you if you say anything bad about him. And everything Trump does and has done is bad. As long as we have a first... First Amendment of freedom of speech is nothing this jackass can do but just talk. Talk. If you violate any uh, amendment to the Constitution, it is a violation against the Constitution.
Joining me now is John McLaughlin, former acting director of the CIA. Benjamin Wittes is a Brookings Institution fellow and the editor of Lawfare. Heidi Press was a national political reporter, reporter with NBC News. And Susan Del Percio is a Republican strategist. I want to start with John. Uh, you know, I'm not sure Trump cares where he shoots. He's shooting. If anybody gets in his way, he goes with whatever the hat weapon he can find in his holster. He wants to arrest Amorosa. He wants his, FBI, his, his attorney general to just go out and arrest her. Suing her isn't enough, but he does know he's allowed to yank security clearances. So that's his first weapon of choice. Yeah, and in this case, I don't think he looks strong and determined, as he says. I think he looks thoughtless and looks a little bit like a mad king. Uh, I've seen this movie before, and it's never in a democracy. This is what you see when uh, a tyrant chooses to use power that they exclusively hold to punish people who've spoken out against them. And frankly, he's been very transparent about this. There's not much artifice in his response. He basically says, the guy's uh, erratic. Uh, yeah, well, you're following your lines. I've often thought that uh, demagoguery is not a good long-term career move. Hmm. Uh, the only one I know who got a long-term career out of it was Franco. Hmm. The rest of them all died hideously. Your thoughts, Ben? Yeah, so I, the other problem with this is it's not going to work because you can revoke the security clearances unilaterally of people who are out of government and who aren't actively using them anyway. But the problem with revoking security clearances as a strategy for dealing with your political problems is that most of the people who have them actually need them to do jobs that they're doing in the yeah. service of you. And so, you know, what are you going to do? You're talking about governing. I'm, I'm, well, I'm talking yeah, about... Trump's not interested in what you you're know, talking you about. If you want to run a Governing CIA. the country. If you want to run a CIA, you've got to have some people with... Yeah, you're long-term in your thinking. Um, so I'm serious. Heidi, I just think he reaches for the reachable weapon. The one that's... He, apparently, he is... The reporting now is that he loves any power he can get. Chris, I think there are moments when we need to remind people that Trump's presidency is, in itself, a grand experiment in the American experience. Never had a president without uh, public service experience, never had a president without government experience, military experience, and actually never had a president with no accountability, even within, as a businessman, he was a sole proprietor. He, didn't ha he wasn't accountable to a board or to shareholders. We just thought that he would learn and respect the norms that have been established throughout the history of this country. And here's why people are, you talk about Franco and other dictators, here's why we're having that discussion. People compared his, some of his moves to Nixon, having an enemies list. This is why we're moving from Nixonian to people saying creeping authoritarianism because Nixon at least knew enough to be embarrassed of his enemies. I list. agree. Like John said, and they were his enemies, he's, not he's, the he's states. Proud of it. This guy said these are enemies of the strong. people. Yeah. He says they're enemies of the people. Susan, here's a thought. Um, I think Trump is back on his heels for the first time in his presidency. I think he's acting in reaction. I think everything he's doing now with Brennan is reacting against Amorosa. And more Amorosa's got a lot more ammo than he's ever thought of. This is a person who he has created in terms of tactics. She's got more, ta apparently we'll get to in the next segment. She's got emails. She's got all kinds of documentation, video film, uh, tape. She's got everything. She's got, uh, we're going to get to a lot of this stuff, but she's got a, a hell of an arsenal. And I think he's reacting. I think Brennan paid the price for Amorosa's uh, assault. We just found out today. For example, that Michael Cohen began his payoff to Stormy Daniels, Stephanie Clifford, paying her off because of the Access Hollywood tapes. Tapes scare Trump because it's not fake news. It's real. It's existent. Your thoughts? It's, you know this guy. 
Uh, well, first, I agree with you 100%. Donald Trump is back on his heels, and he's like a, like a cornered animal who will just keep striking out. And especially when it comes to Amorosa, because he knows what she's capable of. And I do think that now that we hear about more tapes, that is, or videos, especially emails. videos, emails, everything, that has got to concern him. But also, let's not forget, whenever he goes after, whether it's Karen McDougal, Stormy Daniels, or even Amorosa, um, his, his bite, is, his bark is way worse than his bite. None of these non-disclosure agreements have held up. Yeah. And that's also something he's very much aware of. But I agree, he, he went after Brennan, and once again, Chris, this man, who is weak and petty, not surprisingly, put himself before country because that's what he's doing when he's looking to revoke these security uh, clearances. It is all about himself and nothing to do with the security of this country. Well, he occasionally, in fact, more often for his own good or too often for his own good, he admits such. Trump has admitted he took action against Brennan because of the Russia probe. But as I mentioned, there also appears to be an ulterior motive in making the announcement this week. As the Washington Post has reported, Trump made his decision weeks ago about Brennan. However, senior advisors, including Sarah Sanders, recommended to the president they announced their action Wednesday amid an onslaught of news coverage from former Trump aide Omarosa Manigault Newman's new book. Uh, John, I know you're concerned about your institution, the, F the CIA, and the government of the United States. This president is primarily concerned about covering his butt. Yeah, you know, and that, he'll use anything. I think that's why you see the signatures of all of these people on these letters. Yeah. It's because all of them, particularly the directors and deputy directors, have had governing responsibility. They've had responsibility for granting these clearances, yeah. for sometimes adjudicating them, for revoking them on occasion. And they've had to do that under the law. They've had to do it fairly. They've had to do it with integrity. And they know that it affects, the, uh, it affects the security of the United States. It's never been done, in my memory, for any political reason. Right. In fact, do it for that reason, and you're going to end up in court. Now, the president has the authority to do it. I don't think he should, because this is all, uh, all of this is governed by um, uh, executive order. This is right. legislation. Yeah. So this is an area that he can seize upon although I think it will rebound on him. Hey there, I'm Chris Hayes from MSNBC. Thanks for watching MSNBC on YouTube if you want to keep up to date with the video. According to a new report in the Washington Post this week, Donald Trump is not happy with only revoking John Brennan's security clearance, even though the guy deserved to have his security clearance revoked. He wants to go after more people. It's not enough. There's still more critics of him out there, and he has got to take them down. Now, before I get into that, let me reiterate something I said the other day, and that is that John Brennan is a horrible human being who deserves no sympathy whatsoever for having his security clearance revoked. He's a man that should have been thrown in prison a decade ago, yet was allowed to walk free after being the architect of the Bush administration's torture policies. So I have no sympathy for him getting his security clearance revoked. What does drive me insane is why it was done. Trump did it not because he realizes Brennan was a horrible person. He did it because he viewed Brennan as a threat. And now, according to this report by the Washington Post, two senior administration officials spoke to them and said that, yes, Trump wants to do this to more people. He wants to go after even more enemies, even more critics, and make damn sure that everybody understands that if you go after the president... He's going to go after you too. Now, according to this report in the Washington Post, 
Uh, these aides and other people in the White House have told him this is probably a bad idea. Seems like something that's easily going to backfire on you, but he doesn't care. They said specifically, if Trump wants to do it, he'll just do it. There is no reasoning with him. There's no talking rational ideas with him. He is an angry, feeble old man that is not used to being told no. And at this point in his life, it's too old to te teach this old dog new tricks. So he's going to do whatever it is he wants to do. But as Jake Tapper actually pointed out earlier this week on CNN, um, what he's doing is inadvertently connecting the dots for Robert Mueller. These people he's going yeah. after, it's not just because yeah. they say bad things about him or because they don't support him. It's because he's afraid of what they know and what they could possibly tell investigators. But by crazy. picking them off one by one, stripping them of security clearances or firing them, he's really laying out a roadmap that Robert Mueller could easily follow to know who to interview next and get information from. So yeah, this whole thing, whether it's through the Mueller investigation or just through the massive public backlash that's happening, is going to backfire on Donald Trump. Eventually, he's going to fire somebody that doesn't, or excuse me, revoke the security clearance of someone who doesn't have a horrid history like John Brennan does. He's going to fire or revoke a security clearance for a truly sympathetic character. He always takes things a little too far. And that is exactly what these aides are worried about. The Brennan...
We now have evidence that 12 Russian military officers orchestrated computer hacks to try to swing the 2016 election in then-candidate Trump's favor. The accusations are all laid out in stunning detail in a new indictment by special counsel Robert Mueller, and I want to walk you through some of them. First, the indictment says Russians hacked into the email accounts of employees and volunteers working on the Hillary Clinton campaign, like John Podesta. But they also hacked into computer systems belonging to the Democratic National Committee and the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, the DCCC. While there, they stole passwords. They tracked individual keystrokes employees made, even took screenshots of whatever was being viewed on the computer screen. Now, the indictment says the Russians wound up stealing emails, opposition research, and field operation plans for the 2016 election. At least one of the hacking attempts happened the very same day then-candidate Trump said this. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. And because the Russians didn't just go after Clinton and the DNC, we now know they went after everyday Americans as well. According to the indictment, the Russians tried to hack into voting election systems, and in some instances, they were successful. In one state alone, although the state isn't specified, they were able to steal the names, addresses, and driver's license numbers, even partial social security numbers, of at least 500,000 voters. When they were done stealing what they could, the hackers set up fake personas like Guccifer 2.0 and DC Leaks to release the information. How is President Trump responding to the indictment against the Russians? He is not blaming Putin or Russia. He is blaming President Obama and the DNC. He says in an official statement, quote, these Russian individuals did their work during the Obama years. Why didn't Obama do something about it? Because he thought crooked Hillary Clinton would win. That's why. It had nothing to do with the Trump administration. And this, where is the DNC server? And why didn't the FBI take possession of it? Deep state. Joining us now, the chairman of the DNC, Tom Perez. And of course, Tom, we know you weren't necessarily the, the DNC chairman at the time Correct. this hacking happened, but what is your reaction to the president's statement? Well, it's, it's breathtaking. You, you look at the depth and breadth of this indictment, and what you just mentioned, Anna, not only was this an attack on the DNC, this was an attack on democracy, the attack on uh, state election boards, the efforts to infiltrate secretaries of state databases. This was an attack on our democracy. And, and this president knew about it before he left for his trip to Europe. And he was still calling it a witch hunt. It's anything but a witch hunt. It's a frontal attack. It's, it's not about Republicans and Democrats. It's about the integrity of our elections. It was an act of war. And you see, as recently as this morning, he's already trumping up uh, more of these conspiracy theories, trying to distract from the matter at hand. And the matter at hand, and his intelligence community has been telling him this for a long time. The matter at hand is that Russia did this in 2016. They're doing it in other countries. They attempted to uh, turn the tide in the French election in 2017. They continue their attempts here. Why? Because the leader of our nation is allowing it. He is Putin's poodle, and he is not going to hold Putin accountable. That's unconscionable. And, and whether you're a Republican, Democrat, or independent, this is not about partisan politics. This is about the most important thing we do in this country, holding elections. This is our democracy at stake. And according to this indictment, the hacking began in March of 2016. The DNC learned of it a couple of months later in May. Until now, mm -hmm. did you know 
to what extent hackers had been able to monitor individual computer activity for hours, apparently, down to each keystroke an employee made. Well, when I, again, I wasn't here in 2016, but when we learned that uh, there had been this uh, effort to infiltrate, uh, we immediately called in the best and the brightest folks to help us out. Uh, since I've gotten there, we've hired a spectacular uh, chief cyber officer. Cyber security is job one at the DNC, and not only at the DNC, but with our partners in the state parties who, uh, with whom we share our voter file. And, and, and the thing that I, is very clear to me is they succeeded before, they continue to try, they have uh, someone in this president who isn't going to hold them accountable, so why wouldn't you continue to try? You, you had great success in uh, undermining uh, the democratic process. And so that is what is just so puzzling to me about why he's even meeting with Putin on Monday. When, when um, Putin granted asylum to uh, Snowden in 2013, President Obama canceled a meeting that was on the books with Putin. That's what this president should do. And, and if he's not going to do that, he ought to hand him the indictment. He ought to demand the immediate extradition of these people involved. And let's be clear, the people named in this indictment were not low-level operatives. They are right-hand right people to Vladimir Putin. It is impossible military uh, to suggest we, we that he doesn't that. know. I want to ask you, though, specifically about what we're learning in the indictment about how they did their hacking and the dissemination of these stolen documents and data. President Trump suggests there was, you know, some nefarious reason the DNC didn't turn over its computer servers after the hacking was discovered. And in fact, in January of 2017, the FBI said the DNC had rebuffed its request to examine computer servers. Have you since then given the FBI no, that, or special counsel investigators that, access? This, uh, this, today's tweet is rehashing old girl, more conspiracy theories. The fact of the matter is that we cooperated fully with the FBI. And when then Director Comey went to Congress, he himself said that what he should have done differently was, I think his term was, cast a flare up to the DNC even earlier about what was going on. Uh, the DNC cooperated throughout. And, and again, today's tweet is another effort to distract from the matter at hand. And the matter at hand is that the Russians uh, they not only hacked the DNC, but they hacked the DCCC. They, they attempted to infiltrate secretaries of state and boards of elections. They were successful in one state, getting, as you correctly point out, uh, roughly half a million uh, individual names and, and personal information. And, and they did this so that they could attempt to swing our elections. That is an act of war. And if if we had a Democrat in the White House right now, we would, have asking, a, we would have a DNC, cabinet that's dealing with this. Forgive me, I didn't mean to stop on you, but I'm short on time. No. Has the DNC done everything in its power to make sure this doesn't happen again and to get to the absolute bottom of what happened? Has, have you turned over the DNC servers? Uh, we have cooperated from day one, and we continue to cooperate. And, uh, and, and again... Uh, All right, Donald Trump says Robert Mueller's interview could be a perjury trap yeah i've mentioned this earlier on into the show a perjury trap really <laughs> how can it be a perjury trap when all donald trump has ever done is lie i mean as of now uh he's told over four thousand or getting on to tell over 4,000 lies. 
Donald Trump lies all the time. How can this be a perjury trap when a man lies all the time? So therefore, he's trying to cover his ass right here, folks. This is nothing. This is nothing but Donald Trump trying to cover his ass, uh, saying that if he sits down with Mueller and Mueller asks him a bunch of questions, that it's a perjury trap to get him to lie. And he hasn't even said that he was going to uh, uh, sit down with Mueller. I mean, I remember a few months ago he said he was going to sit down with Mueller. He had nothing to hide, so he's going to now. I guess his lawyers are advising him not to do that because he's such a pathological lie. He will lie about anything, and Donald Trump knows it. So, therefore, if Donald Trump sits down with Robert Mueller, and suddenly Mueller. Uh, and he lies to the FBI. He lies to Mueller. That's a perjury trap. You can go to jail for that. Um, so if Donald Trump decides to sit down with Mueller, which I don't think he will because because he's going to lie, and when he and he lies purposely, uh, he lies. Uh, he's going to and if he should lie to Mueller well, at the questions that Mueller asks him, and it doesn't matter what Mueller asks him. If he lies about it, they're going to try and mash it up and say that uh, it was an entrapment for perjury. They're going to try and lie their way out of it. It doesn't matter what question that he asks. So Donald Trump may not sit down with him because uh, Donald Trump will lie. And then when Donald Trump li- when Donald Trump lies to Robert Mueller, the special counsel, into the Russia investigation of the 2016 election. He's going to blame Robert Mueller. Well, he tricked me into lying. <laughs> so I don't know. If this sounds like it may work for Donald Trump. It sounds, but, but from what we all know in America and around the world, that this man is a pathological liar, it may not work in that field because Donald Trump is going to go in and start lying. Lying right off the cuff. He may start lying before Mueller even asked a question. Then how is that a perjury trap? But these assholes on Fox News and his idiot lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, these folks are going to find some sort of <laughs> something to say that's stupid and, and try to go with that and, and to defend Donald Trump, especially this person on Fox News. I can't think of her name. Judy Perino or something. She is just out. She's going to find something to, you know, uh, even if he doesn't ask a question. Mueller might just say, if Donald Trump sits down with Mueller, he he just might let Donald Trump talk. He may not even ask her a, a question. He might just let Donald Trump talk. Just sit down and just talk. And, and Donald Trump probably will lie, even though Mueller, as I guess just got through saying, even though Mueller may not ask a question. So my thing is, is that a perjury trap? No, but Donald Trump and his supporters will make it out to be a perjury trap when Mueller did not ask a question of Donald Trump. He just let Donald Trump talk. And Donald Trump just lied his ass off. So that's not a perjury trap. But I'm pretty sure, as I've been saying, 
Fox will try to make it a perjury trap if this should happen, okay? It hasn't happened. It, it may not happen. But I'm just saying Mueller just might let Donald Trump just run off at the mouth without asking a question. All right, Donald, tell us uh, – uh, I mean, j- just start talking. I mean, all right, Donald, uh, you got the floor. You can. I mean, it's up to you. And Donald Trump starts talking his ass off. Suddenly, Donald Trump lies. Now, how can you blame that? How can you blame Mueller for Donald Trump lying? This is what they're trying to do. Fox News, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, who says the truth isn't the truth. Bullshit. Trying to make the public, trying to make an ass out of the public when he's just making an ass out of himself, Rudy Giuliani. But getting back to the perjury trap, this is serious. I mean, this is crazy. Donald Trump and his lawyers, they're thinking of something every single day to come up with to try to to stop this investigation and to Donald Trump. And Donald Trump has proven over and over and over and over and over and over again, and even over again some more, that he's guilty as hell. And he should not be in the White House. This man loves power. He doesn't want to give up power. If Donald Trump is impeached, he's going to have to be drugged out of the White House. He doesn't want to give up power. And there is something mentally wrong with this guy. I mean, you have to be mentally challenged to, to uh, 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 deal with the things that he has to deal with. You have to be. You have to be a little crazy, a little out there, a little insane. But as I've said before, the Republicans need Donald Trump. If they lost Donald Trump right now, he would, they would lose the power to sit this guy, Brett Kavanaugh, Republican, extreme Republican, on the Supreme Court. That would change that Supreme Court for decades. For decades. And this Brett Kavanaugh that the Republicans want to sit on the Supreme Court, he, doesn't, he thinks presidents... Specifically, Donald Trump is above the law. Donald Trump is not above the law. He may be able to be indicted as a sitting president. Most certainly he can be subpoenaed. Because if you don't cooperate with the special counsel, Bob Mueller, who's investigating this, he has the right to invade your space. Like he did uh, Michael Cohen, Trump's lawyer, Trump's fixer that has now turned on Trump and Trump turned on him. I think Robert Mueller is, is putting all this shit together and it's going to be a storm. I'm looking out the window here and it looks like a storm coming real soon. A storm is coming to the White House. Robert Mueller is not bullshitting. He's going to get Trump, and he's going to get Trump's minions, uh, uh, all of them son of a bitches. He's going to get them all out. They're all garbage. He's going to nail them. That's why they're trying to get him. They're trying to get Robert Mueller before Robert Mueller gets them, which is stupid. 
Uh, and uh, as for this perjury trap, I don't think Trump is going to sit with Robert Mueller. And Trump is acting like it's such a big deal that he may be <laughs> entrapped into committing perjury. When Trump lies every day, he lies all the time. His lies have been calculated by the New York Times, the Washington Post, and everybody else as being 4,000, over 4,000 lies. And his lawyers know it. His lawyer knows that Trump is going to lie. They know he's going to lie. So that's why they're saying that Robert Mueller might trap him into per- Robert Mueller is not going to trap this in, this guy uh, to commit perjury. Perjury. Robert Mueller is an FBI man. He would know better than that. They are so stupid to think that he's going to try and entrap Trump into perjury. Robert Mueller, with his years of experience, this man is in his seventies. He's been an FBI man all his life. He knows how to question suspects. And he knows how not to entrap them into committing perjury. Robert Mueller, the special counsel into the investigation, is way smarter than Trump. Trump thinks he's smarter than Robert Mueller. I don't think Trump is smarter than an orange But we'll see what happens because I don't think Donald Trump is going to sit down with Robert Mueller. I just don't think that's going to happen because if he was going to sit down with Robert Mueller, he would have done it already. He would have done it already. At one point, Trump said he didn't have anything to hide, that he was going to sit down to Robert Mueller. But his lawyers pulled him to the side and said, hey, man, you're a big-ass liar. You are a big liar. You don't want to go there and commit perjury. Because perjury is a uh, federal offense when you're talking to an FBI agent. Your ass will go to jail. So they pulled him to the side. And now he's saying that Robert Mueller might try to uh, uh, entrap him into committing perjury, which is bullshit. He's just trying to find a way. He's trying to find a way to get out of not sitting down with Robert Mueller. He's trying to find a way, and he may have found a way. It's a bullshit way, but it's a way. I mean, Trump got Trump has about five or six lawyers, and all of them, and every last one of them, giving him advice every single damn day. But I do know this, and I've said this before: Trump is drunk with power. John Brenneman said it, he and he is, and I, I think I said it before. John Brenneman, this man loves power. If he did not, he would not be there. He would have resigned under all this shit. Trump loves power. He loves it. I mean, he's taking away this guy's uh, security clearance. Trump loves that. And he's threatened to take away other security clearances that he hasn't done or done yet. I think if Donald Trump wanted to take away uh, some of these other officials, their security clearance, he would have done it already. He's not going to because he's not going to do that because of the firestorm of the outrage and backlash that he's going to get from the public and other people in government and out of government. 
if he was going to, I mean, this was two or three days ago, ago, he said he was going to, maybe a week ago, that he said he was going to uh, snatch security clearances from Susan Rice and all these people, Michael Hayden and, you know, James Clapper and all these other folks who criticize him. And he hasn't done it. He hasn't done it yet. I'm not saying he's not going to do it, but so far at the date of this show, he hasn't done it. And I figure if he hasn't done it so far, he will not do it. He's just doing what he always has done, talk out of his ass. And that's what Donald Trump does. It's sometimes he says things that are very, very scary, ridiculous, and uh, we believe it. But then nothing happens because he talks out of his ass. He tweets out of his ass. The man, <laughs> the guy is nuts. He, he's insane. He's crazy. Um, and he goes after his enemies. He goes after people who say bad things about him. He goes after people who don't like him. And I've said this before. I think I've said it today. That if you, Trump, if you want people to like you, then do likable things so people can like you. But it, I think it's too. <laughs> I think it's too late, because uh, I, I'm wondering what happened to Stormy Daniels and her lawyer Michael Avenatti, who says he's going to run for uh, president of the United States. We'll wait if that happens. But Stormy Daniels seemed to be out of the picture. Michael Avenatti seemed to be out of the picture. Remember when they were talking? Uh, I mean, they were all over the news and the television, cable ne- television, and saying this about Trump. Trump. We made love. We had a la 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 la, all of that stuff. What happened? They're going to go to court. They're going to do this. Trump, they're going to bring Trump down. What happened? I don't know. It's just so many people are saying things about Donald Trump. Obviously, paid off or scared off or, or something to that effect. And there's nothing nobody can do, you know. But. Getting back to the perjury trap, I mean, the lying part about it, you know, I I just don't know. I do think, and I've said this on the show, Trump can't last. Not with all of this swirling around him of his own making, and he's still making shit. I've said on social media, (laughs) I said, I don't know how he deals with all of this stuff. You know, most presidents, most officials would have resigned over this, but not him. And I've said before, the reason why Trump hasn't resigned over all of this stuff that's resignable is because he loves power. He, no matter how little, and he loves power. And now he's bringing the United States down just like he just like his bankruptcies, his failures, his business failures, his fake college, he's bringing the United States down to his knees, and he's doing this on purpose. Trump is trying to destroy the United States as a whole, and he's doing it on purpose. He's figuring he's going down. He's going to destroy as much as he can. And the Republicans are sitting back letting him because it's all about money for them. A lot of them know they're not going to get their jobs back. A lot of them know they're going to be voted out. A lot of them know that a blue wave is coming. They know it. They don't give a shit. They don't care. They know their constituency is the people who put their asses in office. They know that their constituency is mad as hell at them and want to see them out. So they're going to quit or they're going to lose the election. But you know what? They're not going to walk away broke. 
They got a tax cut. They're not going to walk away broke. Trump is going to give them what they want. They're probably going to get another tax cut before the midterms because after that, they know they're not going to get one because Trump will have less and less and less power if he, if he makes it to the midterms. And this man is still talking about – he's still talking about re-election 2020. And I don't know if Republicans have the nerve or the balls to select him again as president. They might not go with this guy because a lot of Republicans, they are disappointed in Donald Trump. Donald Trump did not deliver on a lot of his promises for them, and they're finding that Donald Trump is just a jackass, and they do not want him in office again. Once Donald Trump is out of office, he's going to – and America recovers – He's going to be a blip, but he will go down in history, there is no doubt about it, as the worst president ever of the United States. He's going down in history now before he's even even out of office as the worst thing ever, and he is the worst thing ever. Donald Trump has to realize that he doesn't make himself great. He doesn't say if he's uh, successful or if he's a failure. That's the American people bestow that upon you. More than likely, when this guy is drugged out of the White House, he's going to, he's gonna, you know, probably heighten himself some kind of way to say that it's America's fault that he's not president anymore. Well, if that day would just hurry up. <laughs> America, I feel you. I really do feel what you're feeling about this man. He is the worst ever. Believe me, and he's coming after his critics. He's even on Facebook. Because Facebook, when you think about it, I go on Facebook, and all I see is negative garbage about Donald Trump. You think I'm saying uh, 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 negative things about him? Go on Facebook. You wouldn't believe some of the things that people are saying about this man. And it's all negative. You know, profanity all over the place. uh, Doctored pictures of Trump, this or that. I mean, it's really on on, uh, Facebook. And Facebook is not conservative. Facebook is liberal. Those people are liberal. And everybody's on Facebook. So I'm pretty sure that Trump, the Trump family, they're all on Facebook seeing what we're saying and what other people are saying about her, their father. And I'm pretty sure they don't like they don't like what people are saying on Facebook about their father, Donald Trump. But Trump himself doesn't seem to give a damn. Trump, uh, he doesn't seem to care about what people say about him. If he if he does, yeah, uh, he doesn't show it much. Doesn't show it much. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, he wants to try to go after people. Because I remember a few months ago, uh, where Donald said something about Donald Trump coming after Facebook users. 
because they were saying things about him and threatened Facebook users. Obviously, he goes on Facebook and see what people are saying about him on Facebook, and most of it is negative. You got you got groups on Facebook uh, that's dedicated to Donald Trump, one way or the one way or another, uh, positive and negative. I think it's more negative uh, uh, groups about Donald Trump than than there are. Uh, All right, I want to say thanks. Thanks, folks, for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. We're just about off the air right now. Make sure you join me and my guest tomorrow. It's another day. It's another time. Make sure you uh, keep yourself well. Stay positive. Vote blue, everybody. Vote blue. Uh, We got to clean out our Congress. Our Congress and that White House belong to America. It doesn't belong to the thugs in Congress, and it doesn't belong to Donald Trump. The White House belongs to you and me. Uh, We're paying our taxes. They're spending our money. Uh, We have to try to get out there and do something and take this stuff back. Uh, So vote blue, everybody. I want to say have a nice evening. Have a nice day. Have a nice night. Wherever you find yourself listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show, you have a a nice one. Uh, We're off the air. Join me tomorrow. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Heaven help the child who never had a home. Heaven help the girl who walks the streets alone. Heaven help the roses if the bombs Troubles one more day. Heaven help the white man if he turns back away. Heaven help the man who kicks the man who crawls. Heaven help us all.
from the mighty and the mighty from the small. 